0: Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, 5'2", and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay. You know I'm a bad girl. Do what I want.
2: Say what I like. Nobody can touch me. Trust me, I'm a bad girl.
3: Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is hump day. Another day, another shooting in America. Yeah, we've got uh, some breaking news to share with you guys tonight out of Tulsa. We've also got some breaking news to share with you guys out of Uvalde, Texas. Some more hard, difficult, uncomfortable truths to share with you guys about that. And speaking of truth. The one and only Dr. Naomi Wolf will will be back with us to continue speaking the truth as to the communist COVID crackdowns. And no, they have not gone away just because the monkeypox hoax seems to have faded faster than the spotlight for Amber Heard. And yeah, we're going to be talking about the Depp formation case today. Hashtag winning. Hashtag somebody got flushed. Yeah, we're going to talk about that, but not because we stand over Depp or over Amber Heard, who nobody had heard about before this this trial, but because we actually believe here that there were important political implications coming out of this trial, just like there was political implications coming out of the Sussman trial and the acquittal that took place yesterday, I believe it was, or the day before in a D.C. court. Much to share with you guys. 888-344-1170. You know what else we got to share with y'all? some additional truth we've got to give to y'all that some people have finally admitted the truth including the associated press as to the issues surrounding certain voting machines and their potential for issues at a time in which we've got some serious primary elections happening right now we got a wait, midterm wait, wait, wait.
4: Andrea, I thought the last election we had was the most secure election we've ever had
3: I know right And didn't we have some lawsuits around machines? Yeah. Yeah. And now suddenly we got all different kind of media outlets saying, yeah, you know, these machines kind of got some problems in at least 16 states. And speaking of problems, there was actually a hearing that took place in Arizona that was involving True the Vote and a certain story about 2,000 mules. So we are got much to share with you guys tonight. Before we go any further, you recognize that voice right there. Y'all know who it is. He's not a mule. He's my DJ Potato Skins.
0: Yesterday, I met
4: in this very room with <laughs> DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. Yeah, all savory all the time, and uh, so many mm-hmm. different things to talk about, and they all are uh, just really about the fabric of this nation tonight, Andrea.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad, by the way, it's all savory, because I don't want anything sweet related to a tater skin. No. Except maybe a sweet potato. I know people do it. Don't do it. Except maybe a sweet potato, but that's, that's another kind of tater. Um, okay, so we know, and we're going to be very careful On this Tulsa shooting story, because we know that what happened in Texas, what was immediately reported down there wasn't exactly the truth of what happened down there. Here's what we do know. At a Tulsa hospital campus, there was a shooting. There's at least four victims dead, up to 10 wounded. The shooter himself um, has died. Um, This is according to ABC News, not necessarily... uh, the most trusted media outlet anymore. Officers immediately rushed to the second floor where the shooting was taking place. And when they got there, they found a few people had been shot. A couple were dead at the time. Uh, A local person told ABC News, uh, one of the victims died after leaving the scene, trying to seek medical aid. And uh, this, according to uh, a police captain, Richard Mullenberg, I believe, uh, is how he pronounces his name. Uh, They are going uh, floor by floor, room by room, to try to see if there's any additional victims or any additional shooters there, that's all I know uh, There's also a quote uh, from the White House, in case you're wondering skins, what the great Joey B had to say about the situation. The White House is closely monitoring the situation and has reached out to state and local officials to offer support. <laughs> is that really who you want to 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 be offering support i mean he this is the guy who went to the microphones. And gave a nine-minute speech blaming Republicans and the NRA and guns, which is not even remotely the cause of why 19, what are, might as well be called babies, young children, 19 young children, and two adults. Once again, not
4: taking steps to protect his citizens.
3: Absolutely. Right. And Joe Biden has come out and said, yeah, I'm going to be political in the middle of talking about this. Prayers for everybody in Tulsa and Oklahoma. I mean, you know. Um, this is absolutely horrific.
4: Yeah, big time.
3: There's people right now that don't even know probably that they've lost a loved one in that hospital campus that have yet to be told and been given the news to find out that, uh, and and even though these were adults, I mean, I I don't have any children, but I imagine, Skins, that losing a child, I've always thought that has to be the worst thing that could happen to a human being.
4: If that ever happened to me, I can't even. T- I cannot tell you how I would react. I just know it would devastate
3: me. Yeah, I can't. I I can't imagine it, and I don't even have kids of my own. I've always thought that's got to be the worst thing that could happen to a human being, and there's no good way to to, to lose a child. But I do think there are some worse ways. One of which is to have your child murdered. Oh yeah, I would I imagine can. that would be worse, and then I would imagine it would only be a little bit worse than that when you find out. That it that your child could have been saved by authorities that were standing out in the hallway and didn't go in. That, that whose job it was, like in Texas, to go where in. the parents yeah. wanted
4: to go in and they wanted to save their children and they were stopped.
3: There is video out there that was showing a, a, one man being held on the ground, being forcibly restrained by police officers out on the street. I immediately was asking questions, wasn't I, Skins, about what was going it on, uh, what was going on down there, because it just didn't make sense to me. When you hear, first of all, when you hear that a shooter is inside of a school, you know there's a problem because he sh- there should have been no way for the shooter to get inside of a school. So what the reports were that a school teacher had propped open a door. That's now not true. What we now know is that a school teacher saw him in a hallway, shut the door, and there was no locking mechanism on the door. And the Biden administration, they're offering help to to Tulsa today, offering support, yet they specifically said they do not support, they do not, quote, believe, and I'm quoting, his spokesperson, Karine Jean-Pierre, has come out and said that Joe Biden does not believe in the hardening of schools. He believes in gun control. The simple act of that door having a deadbolt
4: would have stopped this,
3: would have stopped those 19 children from dying and two adults. But it gets even worse than that. Uh, according to Fox News, Uvalde School District assured the parents that students were safe and the building was secure minutes after the gunman entered. Uh, uh, from the article, a Facebook post by Rob Elementary as the U- as the Uvalde school shooting was unfolding insisted to parents that, quote, students and staff are safe in the building, despite the fact that he had just entered into the school minutes earlier. So you're a parent and you're sitting at work. And you're you're seeing messages from the school district. Oh, God, my
4: child is safe.
3: My, the school is in lockdown and my child is safe. The message attributed to Anne Marie Espinoza, Executive Director of Communications and Marketing at the Uvalde Consolidated Independent School District, instructed the community at 1143 a.m., Local time, May 24, that, quote, Rob Elementary is under a lockdown status. Rob Elementary parents, please know at this time, Rob Elementary is under a lockdown status under a lockdown status due to gunshots in the area. The students and, and staff are safe in the building. The building is secure in a lockdown status. It continued. Your cooperation is needed at this time by not visiting the campus. As soon as the lockdown status is lifted, you will be notified. We know that there were children calling from inside the classroom. One having been shot at 1217. Investigators later revealed. uh, uh, Let me let me go back a little bit. Um, investigators later revealed that Salvador Ramos um, had entered the school at 11.33 yeah we already know that Um, at 12.06pm the school again wrote at 12.06 that the students and staff are safe in the buildings that was a lie it was all a lie they were never safe there was never a moment where there was why would you do this Andrea
4: I, I I don't understand why you would send out information that you know is going to come back to bite you.
3: Well, um, for it, it, it baffles. Cover up, yeah. But when when you're dealing with a school district that obviously clearly doesn't doesn't believe in taking measures to protect children, their 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 whole goal then is to protect themselves and their power base, right? If you're not protecting children, you're then you're protecting what? If you're yourself. making conscious decisions that you're not protecting children, then when ch- then, then when children are, aren't safe, you're going to be protecting yourself. Well everything about these school unions and I'm just going to say it this is a school district that, that did have lockdowns 45 times because human smugglers are so prevalent in the area there because of the of the um, border and all that's going on but yet they don't bother to install locks on the doors or even, or even have any kind of locking mechanism. That is a conscious choice on the part of the authorities. To not protect children, and this is the majority of our school uh, unions are run by liberals and they're little Marxist societies, and all they care about they they agree and believe just like Joe Biden in not hardening the schools because they want to be able to push for gun control. Somebody tweeted out, and it, this may be considered to be you know hyperbolic or whatever, but but I think it I think it makes a point. And I posted it on, on, on Twitter, and I don't even know who said it, but I think that it kind of says it all. We have learned a lesson from the horrific tragedy in Uvalde. Government will mandate that your children be vulnerable, hold you back at gunpoint while they are murdered, and then try to lie about it. And then they'll tell you that it all happened because you own a rifle. Is that not what, what happened here? It's
4: exactly what happened.
3: It's exactly what happened. And now we've got, we've got local authorities not cooperating with investigators, of course, because they don't want that. They don't want the truth. They don't want what I just described that this person tweeted out, which is exactly what happened. They don't want the public to know about that, which tells you what? That they, that, they, that they don't care, number one, about children's safety. Because if they did, they would have already turned in their badges. Everybody involved in this would have quit. And they would have said, never again should this happen. And that hasn't happened. And yet. it hasn't happened. At no point did anybody involved in this come forward and say, here's what needs to happen. First of all, we're quitting because we failed these families. Second of all, we need to have the schools secured. This isn't about gun control, Joe Biden. Stop going after the NRA. We failed these children, not the NRA, not the Republican Party. It wasn't Smith and Wesson's fault. It wasn't Remington's fault. They, out of fear, for one reason, we know that uh, one of the sheriffs or or, uh, the authorities on the ground said, well, if they had gone, they might have got shot. Well, that's your job. That's your your job, job is to, take to that.
4: protect and serve. And if you're not going to protect and serve, why even be a policeman?
3: Then why even have a police force? These children effectively had no police force. And when asked in an interview, the U- uh, the Uvalde incident commander uh, was confronted by CNN, actually. And here's what he had to say about that. I believe it's clip five. Turn no, this
0: way. just so you all know. Just so you all know, obviously— we're not going to release anything. We have we have people in our community being buried, so, so right. we're going to be respectful. I, I just want your reaction we're gonna, we're gonna, to we're be, the director we're gonna, of Ross gonna, saying that you were responsible for the decision right. we're to gonna go gonna into be, that room. How do you explain we're gonna yourself be, to the We're going to be
1: respectful to the family. I understand and, that but and, you have and, an and opportunity to, oh, and sure, and to explain gonna, yourself to the parents. And just so you know, we're going to we're going to do that eventually, obviously. Right. And whenever this is done, and we'll let the families
4: quit grieving. Then we'll do that, obviously.
3: What a lying weasel. We're going to do it eventually. Yeah. And he's, Oh, the families are grieving. They're grieving because of you. They're grieving because 19 of you stood in a hallway while their children were shot. Some of them shot so much. They could bear They couldn't even be identified except maybe through skeletal or dental records. This man should not even be out in public and be answering questions. He should not even be in his job. How is that possible? If if there's even a whiff that some police officer barely bumped up against somebody that might be, uh, you know, considered a victim by the by typically by the police, somebody has to go on death suspension, and cough up their gun in their badge. These guys stand in a hallway listening to 19 children being slaughtered do and, two adu- and do nothing. And he's still walking around with a job. It's astounding to me. So no, I don't want to hear anything about gun control because gun control is about people control. And you know, that's also what everything that was related to COVID was about. It was all about people control. And that has not gone away just because the big stories of the day don't involve COVID because they plan for you to still have to go back under these COVID protocols at some point. In fact, in San Diego County in South Bay, they're already putting masks back on on children's faces. So we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in, a favorite of ours, Dr. Naomi Wolf, who's going to be here. So you're going to definitely want to stay tuned for her. This is the Andrea K. Show on the M1170, The Answer. What bombshells does she have on the latest from the Pfizer documents? Stay tuned and find out.
0: News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego.
3: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Glad to have you guys with me. Super excited to have my next guest back with me. Second time on the Andrea Kay Show. She's best-selling author, columnist, professor. Somebody was texting me today. Hey, Dr. Naomi Wolf is on Steve Bannon's War Room right now. And, and I actually was on the phone and I couldn't get, I couldn't get her on the TV in time. Uh, She's also CEO of Davy Clout. I would tell you guys to go check her out on Twitter, but she's been banned from Twitter because she is a truth teller and she speaks the truth in her book that's out right now that everybody needs to read. It's called The Bodies of Others, the New Authoritarians, COVID-19 and the War Against the Human. And she joins me now. Hello, Dr.
2: Naomi Wolf. Thank you for being back with me. Oh, it's my pleasure. And please call me Naomi. We're old friends. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Well, I got to ask you, old friend, as I realized that you went to Yale and you were there around the same time as an old friend of mine. Did you happen to know the one and only Brooke Shields when you were at Yale?
2: I mean, this is so embarrassing. I I don't recall her being there (laughs) when I was there. And I certainly didn't know her. But, um, you know, fabulous lady, no doubt.
3: Well, she is. And no doubt you were busy doing more important things than... uh, um, hanging out with the likes of of Brooke Shields, and I just had oh, to ask that because I, I actually a friend of mine did go to school there at that time, and said that she was lovely, and so are you, especially for being here tonight. So right. thank you. My pleasure. Thank um, you so much. Alright, so since you were on the show last and we talked about the Pfizer documents and all the information that you and your team, I think you said it was over like 2,300 people you had on your team going through these Pfizer documents. Yeah. As before we've even got all the information out to the American people as to the truth of what went on with um this whole denial of therapeutics locking everybody in their homes so that they could all try to you know force us to get jabbed with the substance before you were even able to share the entire truth with the american people girl they're out with the monkeypox okay catch us right. up on your perspective on everything that's going on now
2: i mean obviously the monkey the monkeypox is another kind of drama in in search of you know, reality. I mean, <laughs> that's good. Cool. It's a good way to put it. You're such a writer. <laughs> thank you. My my husband is, is a very good private detective, and he found very quickly when the monkeypox headlines rolled out. He found the presentation made by a vaccine manufacturer to the CDC like seven months ago about monkeypox. So the the vaccine was ready. The C- CDC was prepped. Um, you know, long before this was. A thing, so I think you know the 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 curtain's been pulled back mm-hmm. not just by that sign but by the events of the World economic Forum meeting last week. You know these oligarchs are going to keep their plan is until two thousand thirty to target our health to to scare us with health scares, to get everyone's uh, you know get everyone on a vaccine passport track and control everyone through using public health. Um, you know, Bill Gates is being very clear. Klaus Schwab is being very clear. Pfizer is being clear. They want to, you know, they want the World Health Organization to be a, a a global police force, basically with mercenaries who can show up in any country suspending their sovereignty. And if they declare a public health emergency, you know, that's the occupying force. Um, those are the, the those are the deciders. Um, and, and they've, you know, it's not it's not hidden anymore. This is this is their strategy. What's interesting is that they're I feel like they're racing and rolling out one drama after another, one approach to this after another. And I hope and pray that people are getting skeptical and critical. I mean, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me, I guess is the mm-hmm. is the expression.
3: Yeah, exactly. Now we did get a little bit of good news. I was one of the few people that I, I that I saw in the news that was pushing hard against these amendments They that were snuck uh, out in January like thieves in the night between the Biden administration and the World Health Organization to give our so- sovereignty over. And then suddenly start, it started becoming more and more in the news. I think Tucker started talking about it. And it, it, there was a lawsuit that was filed. Finally, they... Uh, the World Health Organization pulled 12 of the 13 amendments and didn't vote on it. Yeah. Um, but they, they did keep the one that, re, that restricted, that um, took it from 18 months where you could, you could um, refuse it down to six. And that told me, Dr. Naomi, or Naomi, that told yeah. me that their plan is they're going to get those other amendments through. They're just, there was too much spotlight on it at the time. People were pushing back. They're going to wait until nobody's paying attention. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted you back on tonight, because we as Americans tend to get complacent. We think, oh, we got to win here. So the great reset isn't happening. They're not going to hand over our sovereignty to the World Health Organization. Um, 30 million doses of the vaccines that the Moderna had to be tossed out because the, you know, the people aren't, you know, getting these shots anymore. We've won, but that's not the case, is it?
2: Uh, well, it's going to be our generation's battle. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not going away. Um, and, yeah, we do have to be very careful. I mean, I heard you before we started talking, saying that masks are going back on children in San Diego. Mm-hmm. This is heartbreaking. And readers of The Bodies of Others will find a lot on masks and the fact that they drop children's IQ points by mm. 21%, which wow. is the difference Normal and you know learning impaired. Um, they're creating learning impaired children. Uh, so these these demons, man, you know we route them in in one direction. They come at us from another direction. So we we have to realize. I mean, I've been saying this, and it's no fun to say it, but we have to realize that we are at war, and um and and that it's a different kind of war than we've ever fought before. It's not about bullets. Um, it it's about Version mm-hmm. and, uh, and and absolutely, uh, they're going to use public health as a rationale for masking our kids, for injecting us with substances that are causing. I will tell you the latest news from the Pfizer documents is a baby die-off, and I hate to say this. <gasps> Wait, really excuse ha-
3: me. Excuse me for interrupting. We're talking to Naomi Wolf, uh, noted author, columnist. Um, she's a- on Steve Bannon's War Room. She's done the, the deep dive on the Pfizer documents. Author of the book "The Bodies of Others: The New Authoritarians, COVID nineteen, and the War Against the Human." Did you just say "baby die off"?
2: Yes, I'm so sorry <sighs> to have to say this, but I just wrote a Substack called "I'm Sorry to Announce a Genocide." Um, the the Pfizer volunteers and you're right we have almost three thousand now highly credentialed research volunteers through the War Room and Daily Clout my company um, and Steve Bannon's show uh, War Room and their doctors and nurses and biostatisticians and medical fraud investigators and clinicians they united to serve humanity to read through these fifty five thousand documents released under court order that the FDA wanted to keep concealed for 75 years. Well, we see why they wanted to keep them hidden. These volunteers have broken headline after headline of catastrophic harms in the Pfizer documents that Pfizer and the FDA, and thus the White House knew about you know from the very first month of rollout and the most recent set of reports from the volunteers have to do with pregnancy and lactation and the news is is absolutely catastrophic the the mrna injections the spike protein and the lipid nanoparticles especially these tiny hard fatty casings uh traverse all the membranes in the body including the amniotic sac they go into (gasps) fetuses. environment obviously affecting the fetus and and so babies are dying and and as the bottom line and mother's milk you will not believe this four of the mothers in the studies in the internal documents their milk turned blue green (gasps) and a baby died from nursing a vaccinated mother and it had liver inflammation it gets worse there were 270 women in the documents who got pregnant um 200, I'm sorry, 230 of them, roughly, the, the, they vanished, right? Their records vanished. No one followed them. They dropped out of sight. Of the 36 women who were followed, 28 of them lost their babies. <gasps> Eight of them. And that's not all. I have to tell you all this. It's urgent. Uh, an Israeli journalist named Etana Hecht, who's been reporting on our volunteers' work, uh, also noted a baby die-off in three countries around the world of vaccinated mothers. One is in Ontario, Canada. They had a baseline of five or six babies dying every quarter stillborn. Now they have 86 babies in a three or four-month period. So bad a parliamentarian brought it to Parliament. That's not all. In Scotland, where I used to live, a very highly vaccinated country, baby deaths are doubled. There is a doubling of baby deaths. And, you know, and, and almost all the mothers are vaccinated. In 2021, it doubled from the baseline. And in Israel, Vaccinated mothers at Rambam Hospital in Haifa are having a 34% higher rate of spontaneous abortions, miscarriages, and stillbirths than unvaccinated women. So the baby, and and Pfizer knew, like the thing is, Mm -hmm. they knew about these harms and they kept going. Now I'm asking you to scale these dead babies that we know about in three countries to the 190 vaccinated countries in the world. And that is a matter of, hundreds of babies and i I i've even gotten into what it's doing to breast milk which is so catastrophic i mean beyond the blue green color that all right i'll tell you if we have a minute yeah go ahead okay thank you it's so bad i'm so angry as a woman and as a mother that women's bodies are being treated this way and, and babies and fetuses are being abused and killed um polyethylene glycol is one of the ingredients of the Pfizer vaccine polyethylene glycol um is in white strips it's a petroleum byproduct uh, so you're not supposed to inject it into your body the Pfizer <laughs> doc so that the injection material doesn't stay in the deltoid it goes into the bloodstream in 48 hours and lodges in the liver kidneys spleen lymph nodes and if you're a woman in the ovaries which explains a lot a lot Right, but moving on to the polyethylene glycol, um, you know, breast milk is is built of a a woman's blood and lymph, right? And so, so of course, this polyethylene glycol is circling through her bloodstream. Of course, it's going to end up in breast milk. Well, studies in, in in the NIH database is a study that shows. That indeed polyethylene glycol is expressed in vaccinated women's breast milk, and the babies reacted with GI distress, gastrointestinal distress, and sleeplessness and agitation. Um, and and they said, oh well, it's a trace amount. Well, if you're a tiny newborn with no immunities and your only food has a petroleum product in it, you know, wow. what is a trace amount? Right. And so they, they've acknowledged this. And across the country, I'm hearing reports of agitated, sleepless or inconsolable babies with GI distress or, or who are having failure to thrive. We're torturing babies.
3: These babies, yeah. babies are either being killed in, in, uh, spontaneously, but with spontaneous abortions or they've or they've been poisoned. You know, yeah. but, uh, you know, pregnant women are not even supposed to eat canned tuna. Right. Na- Naomi, they're not supposed to drink coffee, right? I mean, uh, uh, you know, um, I don't think you're even allowed to take an Advil, supposedly, if you're pregnant, right? But because everything you consume exactly. goes straight to the baby. But yet women were being forced to get it. Uh, many women didn't even want the jab when they were pregnant, but they were forced to, to get it or lose their job. Or maybe they weren't pregnant at the time, but they were breastfeeding. I mean, all the women in my family are breastfed, and it's not something that you do just for the first month the baby's born. So, I mean, this is, this is genocide and it's poisoning and, and, um, and this is literally crimes against humanity. And, of course, this is being done by the same administration, right. the same government people that are act, acting like they care about, you know, dead children in a school in Texas. The reality yeah. is, is they don't care about any lives. These are communists. They're Marxist. This is how you end up with 100 to 200 million people dead in the course of them trying to get communism over into the world. And Americans need to wake up and stop thinking that it can't happen in America because it already is.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. I would not treat this though, I'd caution you to not see this as a partisan issue because while it's the left, you know, deploying this in America, um this is a transnational script. This is coming from as I explain in my book, the World Economic Forum, it's coming from China, it's coming from pharma and they're all Kind of loosely working together. And so you see conservatives doing this.
3: Oh, yeah. It includes the Republican you know, Party as well. Absolutely. I mean, how many Republicans are on the take from Big Pharma? And they were all happy to, to push out. And, and how many of them stood up to Fauci? In fact, I didn't even think Rand Paul did. You know, the only thing right. he's busted Fauci for was that he wasn't honest about, you know, the gain of function research. But Rand Paul is all about these shots. So, you know, that we've got almost nobody really in, in our government that's that, you know, uh, both parties are really behind a centralized system of power with control over us as, right. you know, and they're and they're all uh, uh, just as happy to be a part of the globalist, you know, Great Reset movement. So, no, you're yeah. right. It's not a bipartisan issue at all. I mean, it, it, it is. It, it, First, right.
2: Yeah, Yeah. No, totally. I totally agree with what you just said. And really, you know, this is the conclusion of the bodies of others. Right. You know, no one is going to save us from from our leadership. We have to save ourselves. We have to save each other. Um, I want to tell you, my book was published yesterday. It reached number one on Amazon within 24 hours. And now Amazon is telling people across the country that it doesn't ship to their address when they've never had problems before. And also um, that it's limiting numbers of copies to the few people it is shipping to. And my publisher, All Seasons Press, when you go to their website, it says it's a virus and that you should, you know, that you shouldn't hit on it because there's a, you know, it'll infect your computer. So there's a full on censorship campaign already Mm -hmm. within 36 hours of this book, The Bodies of Others. So please, everyone, you know, order it. Or if you can't order it from Amazon, go to allseasonspress.com. I don't usually, you know, like flog my book this directly, but this no, is... No, we need you I- to platform five times from five platforms i'm telling the truth you know all of the citations to these uh these uh, statements i'm making are are in the book abundantly and in terms of the babies they're all in the article i posted on substack all over dailycloud.io and you know it's up to us to get the word out to each other and we have to stop being so afraid i know people who are who know the truth And doctors for sure are starting to know the truth. And they are not coming forward because they're afraid of, you know, social ostracism or professional setbacks. I want to say humanity is there is a war being waged against humanity. And the death of the babies is just the latest piece of evidence.
3: Well, I God bless you for the, all the work that you're doing. You are fearless. You are hardworking. You are dedicated, and you're dedicated to the truth, and we're all better for it. And I can't wait to read it myself, and I want every one of you out there to get at least two copies, one for yourself and one to give to somebody else, and then you, then you ask them to make sure that whoever you give the book to, that they give it to somebody else once they've done reading it. Everybody needs to get this book and share it with others. The book is The Body of Others, The New Authoritarians, COVID-19, and The War against the human there's a reason why they're trying to block her everywhere and trying to stop you from reading her work and that's why you got to read it naomi wolf god bless you thank you so much for being here appreciate you, thank you. all that's right good. take good care, take care. all right Bye-bye. now stay tuned we got more to talk about on the other side of the break
0: andrea k the donut queen of san diego it's the andrea k show on The Answer, San Diego.
4: Hi, Andrea. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court has decided not to, or not Supreme Court, but court, has decided not to count the outstanding mail-in ballots. There you go.
3: Mm. Ah, some election shenanigans going on. Speaking of election shenanigans, we're going to be talking about that in next hour. We've got breaking news out of Arizona. Uh, thank you to that caller for calling in and sharing in, because I did not know that about Pennsylvania. And maybe as... Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the election shenanigans that uh, was revealed in an Arizona hearing today. Uh, maybe we'll also talk about the Pennsylvania story that that uh, the caller referenced. If you and thank you, caller. We have a twenty four hour hotline available to y'all to share little tidbits, topic ideas, any thoughts that you have on anything. is available to you twenty four hours a day. 844-814-5227. eight one four five two two seven. Y'all got it. Any thoughts? Anything you want to say about the Depp Heard trial? You can leave them on the 24-hour hotline or call in right now, 888-344-1170. Um, I will share with y'all a little behind the scenes, a little sausage making. Skins and I actually watched, watched <laughs> together it on the phone. Uh, we were on the phone and uh, we had a um, streaming, um, an little attorney. A little streaming party. A little streaming party. And the thing is, is that what I've told you guys before, why I got caught up in this trial has really nothing to do with the celebrity of the the defendant or, you know, Amber Heard. I had never even heard about her before. I think I had some periphery that Johnny Depp had married this girl named Amber Heard I'd never heard of before. And I've only seen two Johnny Depp movies in my life. And, you know, so that's not why I got caught up in this trial. I I got fascinated y'all know that I love true crime and I love our, our justice system it's always been for many years for me one of the things that I love so much about this country and what I and I talked about this this before about the the this trial is that it was Amazing and fascinating and so heartwarming to me to see the best of what our justice system and our court system was about actually in play. Because you see the Sussman trial, what went down there, the sham that is. You see you how they tried the, our court system and, and prosecutors tried to railroad Kyle Rittenhouse. And this
4: case was working and handle exactly how it was supposed to be working and handled.
3: Absolutely. And, and when it comes to the particulars of this case, I will tell you, well, first of all, we might as well tell everybody's listening, um, actually what happened. Uh, Johnny Depp did win here. Well, we, Johnny Depp sued her for $50 million in a defamation case. She countersued him for $100 million. He won every, um, every, um, of his claims. There was, which
4: wasn't expected.
3: Which wasn't expected. Because one of the things that's so great about our justice system is that you have the burden of proof if you're gonna, if you're gonna file a claim against anybody. And that's the way it should be. Particularly when it's defamation. Because you should not be able to just drag anybody into court who says something uh, ugly about you that you don't like, right? You It must be a hard climb for you to have to prove that somebody has defamed you because if you prove it, you get compensated for it. That's the way it should be. So nobody really expected Johnny Depp to win here, right? So she countersues him. He won all of his claims. She got a little piece of hers. Um, I want to play... The clip from uh, Joey Jackson, uh, former court TV legal analyst, and, and then we'll respond to uh, his comments. Clip eight.
1: A major victory for Johnny Depp, to be clear. Uh, apparently, the jury really absorbed, digested those statements and gave the indication that they rejected Amber Heard. I mean. Completely, just about. We'll get to our case momentarily. But this is a major victory for him. I can say that I am very shocked and surprised by the nature of this, by the fact that the jury concluded after hearing this that she would be liable uh, for defamatory statements as to all three. Right. Reminding ten million dollars is to compensatory. If you just noted, though, just a brief technical point, apparently punitive damages, which are designed to punish. Right. Remember the distinction. Compensatory damages are designed to make you whole money. You lost as a result of the defamatory statement. Right. Compensatory 10 million. There's a cap in Virginia, for three hundred
3: and fifty thousand dollars. So he was the jury awarded him. That he won on all cases on, on all counts of defamation. they awarded him 10 million compensatory and five million punitive, which was interesting because the fifteen million dollars is what experts said he basically gave her in the divorce. The five million for punitive punishment was reduced to three fifty thousand because that's the maximum you can get in Virginia. Now I have much respect for Joey Jackson, formerly of court TV, one of the most handsome uh, court analysts. Um, but I disagree with him because what died today? Pe- people said she wore a black dress because her a funeral for her career. No, it was a funeral for the Me Too movement, and that's a good thing. And so, when we come back, I'm going to share with you why Mr. Joey Jackson, who I used to admire and respect so much on Court TV, why he's terribly wrong. Stay tuned. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego.
0: AK. Dynamite and address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her. Don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego.
3: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Before the break, we were talking about this Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, which I think has really important implications for the for the United States of America. From a political standpoint, it's incredibly important because she thought that she was going to be able to ride the wave that started with Brett Kavanaugh and the false accusations of this believe all women trained where women could make whatever outlandish, outrageous, maniacal.
4: And they would be shock, believed.
3: and they would automatically be believed. And he didn't let her get away with it. And had she, and I'm aware of every nasty tweet he sent or or text he sent. I'm aware of the videos where he's using nasty words at her. But that's not what she claimed in her article. She claimed sexual violence. She claimed he punched her in the face repeatedly. And she had no evidence of that. It's a hard climb to prove defamation. And he proved it. Jackson goes on to say, that the jury really absorbed, they digested those statements, and he was shocked. They digested the evidence. The rule of law won in America today, and we don't have enough of that anymore. Uh, we are innocent until proven guilty in this in, in this country. And he was declared guilty by her and the Me Too movement simply because of allegations that she made that were not true. Now, if she had done her op-ed alleging that she thinks she's a victim of domestic abuse because he called her ugly names, she'd have an argument. Not everybody would agree with her because not everybody thinks but Matt. That it would be a different story. But it would be a different story. She alleged he raped her with a broken bottle. And let me tell you, on behalf of those of us with lady parts, it would have had her in an emergency room being stitched up and probably not leaving the hospital for two weeks if that had occurred. This was a win for men everywhere in this country, no matter what you think of Johnny Depp as a person. It's not about him. This is about the United States of America and a court of law. And it, it, we need to believe in evidence, not believe in every allegation made by an accuser. And it doesn't mean that you don't support women. And shame on her with her statement today that she thought she could speak freely in America. She had to blame America. You, Nobody's denying you the right to, to, to speak freely. What you speak the truth all day long. But what you did here was you lied. You lied in the course of trying to destroy a man to up your, to advance your career as some kind of spokeswoman for sexual violence. That's my take on it. And And I hear she's
4: already blaming her lawyers for losing.
3: Well, of course Um, this verdict, I'm, I'm disappointed with what this verdict means for other women as a woman who's been a victim of abuse. You hurt me and other women with this crap. Just like they hurt other women when you had Hillary Clinton coming out, believe all women. Hey, lady, you're the one that had the bimbo eruption war room in which you went on to proceed to attack women who made credible, credible claims of rape against your husband. Right? So the the United States, and, and some people were saying, well, you know, like Amber Heard's pe- people, well, you know, he lost in the UK because their system of justice it's over there, it's, not it's, the same. it's different. The rules of evidence don't apply over there. What I heard some of the crap that went down in that case over there, it's like, well, of course he lost. Right. Who wants that system over there? It's terrible.
4: And it took real courage. He knew some of the stuff on him was going to come out through the process, but he did it anyway.
3: He did it. And this was a win for the United States court system. It was a win for Americans who learned about our court system. It was in a great way to learn how trials really work. And the rule of law won today. And that's a good thing for all Americans. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to be here on the other side of the break talking about the inflation. $8 a gallon of gas.